Oh, hey, Manny Lagos, Technical Director of Minnesota United FC. How's it going? Hello, Ali Hamis Naganzi. I'm, uh, I'm glad we could meet and so thoroughly introduce ourselves for the listener. Anyway, Ali, I have something we need to discuss. Hmm. Ominous. Okay, what's up? Ali, I'm sorry to say that uh, we, we've decided to go in a different direction. Okay. I'm going this way. I'll see you later. Oh, no, no wait, wait, wait. Ali, come back. Where, where are you going? I'm going in a different direction. No, that's what we're doing. We're going in a different direction, not you. You get to uh, stay? Wait, that doesn't sound right. Let, let, me, let me try this again. Uh, Ali, listen. You're going to have to clean out your locker. I don't have a locker here. Oh, right. Right, that's right. Um, hmm. Ali, okay. Last time. Minnesota United needs to realign its personnel. Oh, no. Yeah, do you get what you're saying? I'm fi- I think you're finally getting it, Ali. It's okay. You can let it out. I'm just so sad. Who are you letting go? What do you mean, who? You. Me? Yes, you. How? What do you mean, how? How are you letting me go? Well, I wasn't really sure why we signed you in the first place. You didn't sign me. Uh, yes, we did. It says so right here. Is this a prank? Of course not. We signed you, and now we're letting you go. Wait. You signed a totally untested random Tanzanian player who was somehow signed to a check their division team? Yes. That's kind of weird, bro. Hey, wait a minute. No, you wait. So after you inexplicably signed this young, untested player who will need an international spot, you're cutting him without seeing him play a single competitive game? Uh, when you put it like that... Do you understand now why I think this is a prank? <laughs> Welcome to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Notch. I'm Sasha. And I'm Caleb. This week, North Carolina find the courage to top the Red Stars. Lester outfoxed Southampton to the tune of nine goals. And Los Angeles... Uh, uh, FC the Galaxy does that work? Too few letters in the, okay. Um, they beat him five three. It's fine. I learned this week that uh, you can take beans and chili and blend them when you're making the chili in a slow cooker, and it adds a little bit of silky texture and binds the chili together better, gives it nice texture, better than just throwing the beans in whole. And I wanted to ask you guys, in what in your life have you found that if you alter the process of something that you're doing a little bit, it becomes a better thing to do? I think the process of how you wake up, I'd say that, like, if you have, like, a gentle routine that doesn't rush you in the morning, if you allot enough time to, like, to feel relaxed as you start your day, that would be, like, the blend that, like, improves my life. Okay, okay, so you're you're, you're adding a little time to wake up. Exactly. All right, Caleb. This doesn't look like my therapist's office. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I try to, you know, I try to, like, come up with these questions based on something I've experienced. So it was either this or which close official listening on your phone calls has betrayed you in a uh, house 
impeachment hearing and so but i went with the chili instead you yeah know? it makes a lot more sense honestly for the audience we have yes it's true it's true <laughs> um i don't know man uh then during the winter no actually you know what i'll just stick to cooking and um you did make did, some really good muffins differently or that wasn't me. That was my wife, Taylor. She made the muffins. Oh. She's the muffin maker in my household. And she really did banana nut ones this past weekend. They were fantastic. Anyway. Um, bring any. I, they were gone very quickly. <laughs> we don't, we don't, get, sorry. we don't get the tier S muffins. We get like tier B through like D oh, muffins. Yeah, tier A. We did? Pump, oh, we pumpkin did? muffins. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tier I mean, S though. Did, yeah. Those, those made it out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think um, just, you know what? Something I've been doing recently is adding Dijon mustard to my scrambled eggs. Really? Yeah. Ah, interesting. Um, right before they're done cooking, so they're just a little bit soft yet, add a couple of squirts of Dijon mustard, mix it all up until it's done, remove it from heat. It's silkier, it's smoother, and it has a little bit of a tang to it, a little extra flavor. You don't need any nice. salt pepper on it at all afterwards. Is it is it like a very spicy Dijon or is no, it kind of no? Just okay, a mild. regular Dijon, okay. white wine Dijon mustard. Mm. Um, like so I've like Gordon Ramsay used to add like creme fraiche or whatever, and Bourdain would add sour cream. This kind of has the same effect where it makes it silkier, but mm. if you're lactose intolerant, it's a much easier thing to do. All right, sounds good. We'll try it. It's really good too. Yeah. Something else we're trying on Saturday is having a live show November we should, 2nd. We should tweet that out. We should tweet that out. It was just confirmed before we recorded. Uh, Andy Greeter has agreed to be our special guest. He has a greeter to... And, oh, wait, what's that? What's that? He just canceled. So uh, he heard this live somehow and it's canceled. I'm very sorry. <laughs> the Pioneer Press's Andy Greeter, who has been covering Minnesota United for several years now, will be our special guest at Blackheart, 2 p.m. November 2nd, Saturday. Me, Caleb, Colin, Sasha, and Andy, and hopefully producer Nick. We'll see how it goes. Uh, and uh, you should join us there there will be something special the, there will be us yeah that's special enough right yeah and during specials i don't think probably, so well, i mean i don't know you want to pay for them no, no. <laughs> last time i had beer bought for me it was great <laughs> you, you you the the special will be the the knowledge that you leave with we will have sketches for you we might also have a couple of recordings if i uh Manage to go out and extract a few special ones from episodes past. So do join us. We will appreciate having you there. All right. With that, it's time for us to move into our first segment of the show that we just want to get out of the way. Don't look back in anger. In this segment, we discuss Minnesota United FC and look forward only forward, good God, only forward. Uh, except for right now. Well, I guess... Uh, we can it, only look forward now. Right, it's this true. really the only thing we can do. Right, right. The whole season I've been like, except for right now, and we're going to talk about last week, except now we get to talk about what's going to happen next year. For example, a couple of players that have new long-term deals. Yeah, uh, Aiden Batsy locked up for the foreseeable future. Um, that's a, the, a, the right thing to do for Minnesota United, locking those two up. Defense is now pretty much set uh, with Roman here for I think two more years and then Ait and Bocce on long term deals but comments on long term deal last uh, off season and 
Jaspar's on the rookie deal. So those back four are locked up. Just need to add a little depth, maybe. Minnesota United lock-up defense over the long term would have been the funniest joke of 2017. <laughs> and uh, now it's kind of fantastic. Yeah. So it's, uh, It gives, a lot, gives us a lot of hope for the future. Yeah. Uh, also giving us uh, a lot of joy for now and for the future, hopefully, at least mm. in half these cases, yeah. is uh, the fact that Ike and Vito won Best 11 MLS honors. Not really a surprise. I mean, it, I that they were in the best team. Um, Ike winning the defense, defensive player of the year is, wasn't a surprise by the end. Vito winning goalkeeper of the year was a bit of a shock. Um, but I mean, that, it, vote, that vote was close, but yeah. I think you can make a good case for everybody who was in it. But them winning the those two awards basically guaranteed they'd be in the, in the MLS Best 11. I don't think there's ever been right. a player's won that specific award. Defense, defenseman of the year or goalkeeper of the year it hasn't been in the top 11. That'd be <laughs> wild. That'd be absolutely yeah, wild. That would be pretty funny. You did see that uh, LAFC got three players into this lineup. And all deserving, I thought. Yep. Walter Zimmerman, Carlos Vela, who was MVP, and also Atuesta, who... Even though he's a defensive midfielder, really had a chance to be an MVP. He was crucial for LAFC in the midfield. That lame railway theme team did get two players as well, equaling us. Um, so yeah, good for Joseph Martinez and uh, Miles Robinson, whoever they are. And uh, we saw NYCFC getting Maxi Morales in there. You had Zlatan Ibrahimovic, who probably threatened to I don't grab know. his I don't cross. Think you should, I don't think you got <laughs> it. He promised a lot of records broken, and he didn't do anything. So yeah. <laughs> he didn't break uh, any records. Alejandro Pozuelo is like the most duh inclusion in this list. Uh, he continues to impress right through the playoffs. Uh, Carlos Dill, um, new term of the year, rightfully so. Really revived uh, that New England offense, especially under Bruce Arena. Kind of hand in hand, those two should be in the team of the year. For sure. Minnesota United also announced the release of a few players Carter Manley, Colin Martin, Wilfred Moimbe, Taharat. Rasmus Schuler and Ali Naganzi. All right, hit the bell. This is a new segment. It's called Tales Power Rankings. And so, it, Caleb, if you don't mind for one second, we've decided to start doing something new at uh, We Call It Soccer, which is that uh, I have a, a, a bell. And uh, anytime one of us feels moved by the force, we're going to hit the bell and go into a special little sub-segment for just exactly one minute. So uh, I'm going to hit the bell again, and then Caleb, tell them what you're going to do. Uh, I'm, my thing is going to be power rankings. Power rankings are usually stupid and dumb, but I'm trying to make them fun. This is going to be the top 10 players I didn't rem- remember played for Minnesota United until just now. <laughs> Number 10, Ali Ndanzi. Apparently he was on our roster. Number 9, Brandon Allen. Still doesn't exist. I don't believe it. <laughs> Number 8, Kevin Venegas. Wait, remember? Yeah. Remember yeah. him? Remember him? Crazy. Number seven, Bernardo and Yor for two seasons. I don't think he played a game. Him and his paper mache legs. <laughs> number six, <laughs> Kit Fisto. That's actually a Star Wars Jedi. Who cares? Except number five. His name is ridiculous. I wanted to point that out. It's dumb. It's very weird. <laughs> number five, Alejandro Vela. Is he as good as his younger brother? No, he's not. <laughs> number four, Jose Leyton. Wait, what? The I, worst Costa Rican player to play for us, which is crazy. Even worse than Johan. Number three, Johan Venegas. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, Yago. <laughs> no, he's not a parrot from Aladdin. He's an actual p- player from Brazil, apparently. And number one, Jason Mora. High school Jason, you guessed wrong. 
<laughs> he makes bomb jerseys these days. He uh, does. So, uh, damn, nicely done. Well, uh, that was your power rankings for this week. More next week. Uh, any thoughts on these uh, players getting released? Honestly, I, I'm going to miss Kit Fisto. It's a shame how he went out. <laughs> like, yeah, shot by his own uh, clone troopers. <laughs> so, Order sets a lot of good men out. <laughs> um, Ali Naganzi, I got to see him play in the only time he put on a Minnesota United kit. I, I, no, he played for against... Did, did he play against uh, Pachuca or Either Pachuca or Aston Villa. Yeah, did he? Okay. I think so, yeah. Uh, well, that makes it less special for me. But I, I did watch him play for us against forward Madison, and uh, I don't remember much at all. So it's very special. It's kind of weird, though. It's really weird that this guy who everybody is like, yeah, this is a very strange signing. He doesn't really get to play for us at all. He spends a whole season on loan where he also doesn't get to play there, and suddenly he's been cut loose. It's just all very strange. Yeah. And so, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but he's not coming back. Hopefully the team doesn't do the similar thing again. It's, it was a weird time in the first place, and that I probably shouldn't have happened. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, was a little... Like, all these times it made sense. Carter Manley kind of proved he was a USL-level defender this year. Um, Colin Martin wasn't making it in the team, and he didn't do better in pastures anew. Uh, Big Willie style, Willie... William Mitterat. Um I think this was the one would, that most people were like, oh, what? You got rid of Moimbe? Yeah. Like, it, was, was, it wasn't like, oh, no, not him. It was like, really? I mean, he thought he did okay. Like, and he did. By the time he was in, his first game was a little rough, but like he was there. He played at left back when we uh, shut out LAFC at, on the road. He had a great free kick against uh, Pachuta. Um, he had a, a couple solid games where he was good defensively. And he could also do... He was a good replacement for Chase when Chase had yeah. that red card. And Chase yeah. is a watching suspension. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, that was exactly what he was supposed to do, right? Because they, they, he was... Yeah, he was, yeah. And his contract is only a half year. Maybe this was a thing where like, he was like, yeah, I'll do a stint here, but I want to go back to France. And maybe that was agreed upon when he came over and just did some playing time, stay fresh, so he'd go back there in January. But And you don't want to spend an international slot on a, on a bad... You know, guys, he knows he's going to be backed up. Right, you know? right, right, right. Um... And Rasmus, we knew early on he was going to back, going back to Finland to start his military service. Um, that's why he cut his hair too, right? Yeah, then someone, no one so, recognized him without his long flowing locks. <laughs> no, I, I did. I saw him on the field. I'm like, who no, is that? No, yeah, I had that buzz cut. Like, I don't know who that is. I uh, he's a new front office guy. Something that was pointed out to me at the bar the other day uh, while watching the NWSL final was that former loon Bertrand Uwundi Eko might be in the. Well, is in the Canadian Premier League finals, which are held between the top two teams in the overall table. His team, Forge FC, will be going up against Cavalry FC. So Bertrand Wundi Echo might be a Canadian champion. Yeah, good for him. By the end of the year. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. All right, let's all move into a segment that we call The Championship. But The Championship is a game. Is it a game? Is it a league? No, it's a segment where we discuss America's top leagues, the NWSL and MLS. We have an NWSL champion this week, y'all. Not Calorna Courage defeating the Chicago Red Stars 4-0 at WakeMed Soccer Park. The Whale Graveyard has chosen its blessed team. It was really a bloody affair. That Whale Graveyard is no joke. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's It's uh, really weird when everyone came out in dark cloaks and high opera music was going on and it was nuts. 
And, I, and when I said 4 nil, that was four sacrifices to zero. It was a test of wills. Who could, you know? <laughs> so... Um, those poor goats. Yeah, exactly. The, sh- the Red Stars did the give Shiva's it a go- players were getting sacrificed? <laughs> oh. <laughs> the, the, the Red Stars did manage to give it a go. They knocked on the door a few times, but unfortunately the Courage's defense a little too much for Chicago. Yeah, and Dabinia scores in the fourth minute. Um, I think two goals from set pieces for the Courage as well. Or at least two goals from headers in the botch that probably could have been won by uh, Chicago defenders. And there's just an onslaught by North Carolina. They, just, they have the best, uh, I think the highest goal store in the in the lead. And all, No, that, that's Sam there's, there's The most dangerous attack, I think, that, that yeah. three-part attack between Dabinia, Jess McDonald, and Lynn Williams. And then Sam Mewis is the best midfielder in the world. So, And I think you mentioned Sam Kerr, who managed to get a couple of decent attempts at goal, but most of the time she was trying to, you, you know how Chicago does it. They try to get Kerr behind the defense who can yep. then knock in the ball. She tried to do pull that move again and it was just too much uh, because Courage's center back really shut her down and made sure. I mean, when, when your team has one trick, that trick gets, and you're, and you're going up against a team as good as the Courage, you're going to get shut down. So, um, yeah. not effective. Uh, did coaching by uh, NYC, uh, North Carolina to shut down the top store in the lead. Yeah, Jess McDonald scored off a header from Lynn Williams' cross. You saw uh, Crystal Dunn scoring a pretty sloppy goal as uh, Julia Ertz fell ov- over backwards over Alyssa Nair, leaving the ball free in the box. And then finally, as you alluded to earlier, Sam Mewis shut the game down in the 61st minute by heading in what was a pretty damn long cross from Abby Dalkemper. Mm-hmm. That was so. a beautiful ball in. Like, that was amazing surface. Yeah, hard to argue the better team didn't win, uh, I think, a season-long uh, Yeah, even with review. the World Cup in the middle taking away most of their players, they managed it the first place in the standings, and then time to just continue on and steamroll everyone in the playoffs. Uh, news today that Atlanta United are considering a NWSL team which could play as early as 2021. I should say At- Atlanta uh, might might get a team uh by 2021 but that is not final just yet would it be good or bad if in the same year we minnesota also got a, an nwsl team we signed a player named vlad vlad demodov we know we are not taking any more sketchy <laughs> sounding them no more no finish players first off yeah uh, that's a new rule <laughs> you know I, I feel like with the nwsl we could actually pull like a five nil opener against Atlanta. No, we no, and, we and would. Just, yeah, like, that uh, would be that would be great. I I really hope so because uh, yeah, there's I I feel like there's less like Bernardo Anior types to bring along for the ride. You know what I mean? In that first season, so we could actually like put together a proper lineup. Uh, but first, let's get Minnesota team before we start making hypothetical <laughs> matchups against Atlanta. I All would right. I would genuinely I've said this just last episode. I want a team here, man. I really want a team here. Hey, hey, you know what? I'm gonna ring the bell. So I have some feelings, and every week I'm going to try to take a, a minute to express some of them. Uh, this week, it's it's about Minnesota and NWSL. We got that fucking stadium right there. It's beautiful. It needs another tenant. You can't tell me that all they want to do is Monster Truck and Tommy Johnny and uh, whatever, baseball and lacrosse and uh, hacky sack and whatever, you know? Um, why not get another top division professional soccer team to play there? 
uh, we we this team gets you know sold out uh, attendances. We could we could easily support an NWSL team, and it's not like this is some sort of bodunk place that doesn't have a lot of billionaires or millionaires. There are enough people here who could easily fund an NWSL team out of pocket. It's just gonna take finding one of them. So what I want you guys to do, the two of you, no one else, not just the listeners, you guys, oh, no. personally, is find me a billionaire who's gonna buy the NWSL. How much money you got? And I said spots and fifty cents in my wallet. Does negative values count? <laughs> right. <laughs> we're we're starting in the hole, as we're saying. <laughs> For real, though, if y'all know your friendly local billionaire, go tell them to buy an NWSL team. We need friendly? this. We need this. So, um, all right. Back, I, back to the show. Back to the show, huh? Uh, let's talk about MLS now. We, where we had the quarterfinals. Uh, do they call it that? It's the Heineken MLS, Heineken, Heineken, MLS, Century Flint. Uh, AT&T. AT&T. Audi. Target, Target, um, Herbalife, Advocare, Dewey Cheatham and Howe, <laughs> quarterfinals. Okay, all right. New York City FC going up against Toronto FC in City Field. Uh, you might th- <laughs> think to yourself, New York City FC plays at Yankee Stadium, you know, terrible baseball field. But have no fear. For this play- important playoff game, they decided to move stadiums to... Another baseball stadium, City Field. More like Shitty Field. Boom. Nailed it. <laughs> Podcast over. Right? I mean, that should have been like when they went to MLS and were like, can we host at City Field? Don Garber should have just been like, okay, you lose. That's that's, that's a forfeiture. Because, <laughs> no. I mean, when, when you turn on the TV for this game, the first thing you see is a net across half the TV. Yeah. It's the, was it the backstop for, I don't, it was like net f- to stop fall balls. And yeah. I, the Mets weren't in the playoffs. Like, that can come down. Like, there's no baseball to be played there anytime in this year anymore. They were just, you know, looking out for random parachutists, like that one who landed in the Inter Sassuolo game a few weeks ago. Like, just, you know, if one happens to come, they have that net right there. Look at that. Uh, but, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Yeah. Toronto managing to pull out the 2-1 win. Yeah, uh, two horrendous mistakes by the NYCFC defense. Uh, Maxime Cheneau. Tries to head the ball back to Sean Johnson, set his hands up straight up behind him and backwards by two feet. Fortunately, Sean Johnson was on his line and uh, Pozuelo just pops in there, steals the ball and shoots right past Johnson because it was just so lackadaisical at the back for NYCFC in that moment. I enjoyed that sequence specifically because it was header, header, header to the back. Every time going a little further back and Pozuelo's like, thank you, don't mind if I do. Yeah, he's Bing. just falling around. Like, a, yeah. Well, I mean, the first header is like a lateral one. The second one looks like it's trying to get out. But the third one's like not defensive at all. And of course you're going to get punished at that point. Yeah, it was like trying to be cute. He had no one in front of him, no one to his right. He just taking that down dribble to the right and powered it upfield. But no, he tries to head it back to Sean Johnson. There's no power on it. Just straight up in the air and right to Pozuelo. Um, luckily for NYCFC, Tajuri Shradi with a hell of a half volley on a corner kick for, from Matrizza to equalize. And unfortunately for NYCFC, they have a player named uh, Ronald Marietta on their team. And this guy... Matarita. Matarita, sorry. Matahari. Ronald Matahari, that's what he is now. For <laughs> okay. this guy, uh, apparently ends every single FIFA game with eight players on his, on his team because he just took out... Uh, I think it was Rich, uh, Richie Larea in the box, beaten, absolutely beaten in the box, and then just with no chance to get in the ball, takes out his back leg. And Matthew Morales, who's right there, just starts, looks back, sees the ref, just the penalty, and just like, 
what are you doing to uh, Ronald and just a clear to penalty like it was so close to the end of the game or end of the 90 minutes and Pozuelo um, Penentes Sean Johnson for the win power like, move in the like in stoppage time the way boss on that guy on that guy but honestly I don't know what uh, what he was thinking when he slid in like that he was beat towards the end line I he had no it. chance at the ball I enjoyed it because Margarita did give us four shrug. You know that, that like text emoji of the guy going like <laughs> like the shrug with his arms up. That was literally Margarita four times. And I, I like, can we make this a thing? Like you know the anti celebration. Like every time something bad happens, the person that it happens to has some, has to do some sort of gesture. Like you know like like maybe maybe they're they're they like he just like the aw shucks yeah like, or the wah wah. Right, exactly. Wah. Guy gets yeah. sent off and he just like pulls out like an air trombone to do the wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> I just slide whistle. <laughs> Sean Johnson almost got an assist in the 95th minute, but uh, Westberg managed to save Castellanos' header off Johnson's cross. Uh, so Toronto go through. Atlanta managed to defeat Philadelphia. And I'm somehow managing to keep my voice in check while I say that they beat them 2-0. Uh, two goals, uh, one from Julian Dressel, uh, who beats an unrushing Andre Blake to the ball in the box and chips it to the bottom of the crossbar and in. And then, um, what's his name? Not the not the pity die, the other Martinez. I don't know. The other Martinez scores the game winner with the, with the actually fantastic finish. Uh, ran into his left with his left foot in the top corner past Andre Blake. Andre Blake has had a shocker of a year and Philadelphia were winning in spite of him at some points and he did not do that sudden goal nothing to do but that first goal he could have sat on his line and would have caught it easily if he had stayed put but uh, Philadelphia had their chances uh, Aronson who I thought was the best player um, had a chance straight off from conceding the first goal and he was sitting off. Marco Fabian came on and had a couple rips at goal. Marco Fabian came on as a sub and then had the most shots on goal as for the Philadelphia. And that just tells you all you need to know right there. Um, Jim Turton, I think, got the lineup wrong in this one. Although it is hard to play Fabian and Aronson in the same lineup. It's, and I mean, based, yeah. based on year-long form, you'd start Aronson, even though Fabian Absolutely. has been pretty good off late. Hey, let's uh, let's talk about Seattle playing RSL. Sounders getting the 2-0 win over uh, Nick Romando who had to retire this game was so bad Nick Romando was like I'm done y'all peace it wasn't planned at all no no no, all. no no no, 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 no. Uh, so, so Sasha how'd your boys do I mean it was very one sided and I thought it was going to be much closer but Seattle came out and they were pressing the attack for the majority of the 90, 90 minutes and uh, Gustav Svensson uh, got on the board with the first goal in the second half uh, beautiful ball in uh, then Jordan Morris gets subbed out. Uh, he didn't score this game, but he did. He did contribute. And then Nicholas Lloyd Darrow shoots a goal that's like pretty much unstoppable. Rui Diaz gives him the assist, and like there's no way Romando's saving that. Despite the fact that Romando had a great, excellent game, sad to say he was the best player for ourselves tonight because he spent most of the nine minutes trying to keep, you know, the ball out, and he did a damn good job for how good Seattle was. Uh, another big note, Everton Luis got sent off for, like, studs-up foul on Gustav Svensson. Uh, that one actually looked like it, it hurt. It was good to see yeah. that. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It, looked, it looked real bad. Um, uh, yeah, luckily for Seattle and for Gustav, he still has his legs attached to his body. Um, Everton Luis will be 
out for Tobin Dams next year. I'm, I'm, I'm really bummed that uh, Nick Hermando is retiring. The guy, I mean, the, uh, even in this game, he played out of his mind. And you... Consummate professional. Right. And, yeah. and yeah, always a great third choice for um, for U.S., for at least for most of the time that he's playing for the U.S. team. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm going to miss him. I feel like I've, he's been there the whole time I've been watching this league and the U.S. national team. Yeah, so. it, it really is an end of the era. Like, you think about, like, the final he was in, in against SKC, and, like, that was one of the coldest games ever. And, like, I, th- I think their game against Portland, it was also snowing. Like, he's played in some of these really harsh games, yeah. and he's always shown up. Totally, totally. Yeah. So uh, we will we will miss you, Nick Romando. Um, what's the bet that... Uh, at, at what point in this is in this LAFC versus LA Galaxy game, do you think that Don Garber started furiously masturbating? 5-3 the score in this eight-goal El Trafico. Uh, MLS basically... Well, he be- start- it's, it's better than the wildest dreams, this game. Well, he uh, he started masturbating furiously before this game started because he has a falcon fetish. and uh, So yeah. basically Atlanta wins and he's like, oh, yeah! Well, no, there's the LFCR starts to do with the Falconer. Oh, right. No, I haven't seen that before. Well, there's my Falcon fetish joke. Anyway, um, as you do, I think it's the leather glove in the hands that really gets him. <laughs> um, <laughs> Carlos Vela uh, opens the story and, uh, and continues the story with a, he has a brace in this game. Um, Certain goal shades of offside, but it was. Wait, wait, wait. A brace is two goals, right? Yes, yes. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. No problem, man. One day you'll learn. Uh, yeah. Pavone answers immediately the, LA, the Galaxy's fourth DP because MLS loves the Galaxy. Um, Pavone equal, uh, rinses the goal back right after the LAFC second goal. They're still smoked on the pitch as he scores um, halftime. So this game started at after 9.30. I was at 9.48. Halftime comes around. It's like freaking 10.30. I'm exhausted. I go to bed. Wake up. It's 5.30. What the hell happened? Wait, you woke up at 5.30? No, I woke up and the game ended at 5.30. Oh, what the okay. hell happened? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I joked about 5.50 that day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it turns out that while you were taking melatonin, uh, the Galaxy and LAFC were taking meth because Latan <laughs> came on, scored to equalize the game at 2-2. This was before Diego Rossi scored. Uh, then Adama Diomande scored. Rolf Felcher, which sounds like some Austrian porn name, scored. Oh, that's when, oh, uh, Garber loves when he scores. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. Yeah. Uh, and then Adama, Adama Diomande got, gets his second goal of the game. I feel like there's a word for that. I think I think it's a brace. Ah, it's two goals, same guy. Yes. Yeah. Okay, thanks. All right, thank we you. We can't be sure. But okay, all right, thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate your best effort. Okay, okay. <laughs> so Diamande gets the brace, and LAFC win 5-3. You know what I'm bummed out about? Christian Ramirez isn't there to enjoy this with LAFC, man. Like, I really am kind of sad about that. I mean, currently he's on the beach, matched in beach with his wife. True. They were on vacation. They, so they were also at Disneyland. Too, yeah, I'm not too... Sorry for him. I but. mean, Christian Ramirez already got to beat LA Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he styled on them, so... True, yeah. true. All right, the so... The Galaxy uh, playing four center backs in the back row, just like they did in Minnesota, only the LFC could, you know, beat them on it because they have good wingers. Yeah. I wonder what that's like. I'm not bitter. No. I want to point that out. I'm None of us are. Yeah. 
just have a scene of the finished flag and just tear it up and, <laughs> <laughs> and burn a, it. What a load of crap. Rip, rip, rip. Okay. Don't say load around me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's have a little bit of transfer roundup in a segment that we call The Transfer. Step back, doors closing. Tab Ramos is the new coach of the Houston Dynamo. I don't know if that's the coolest name or the lamest name for a coach. Uh, Diet Coke Ramos is going to sign for Dallas. So RC Cola Martinez is going to sign for uh, the new team in Austin. Uh, Tola Fado is signing for Montreal. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait till we get Serge Ramos. Is there, is there a Tola flavored Fado? I don't know. I yeah, no, so. there is. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. My my favorite, by the way, knockoff of a soda was um, Doctor Thunder. <laughs> Did you guys ever see Dr. Thunder? I think they had it at like Woodman's in Wisconsin. That sounds like an ACDC album. <laughs> right? <laughs> is that what it's named after? I, I my, don't know. my favorite is Mr. Pib. You turned twice to that, to that doctorate. He's like, <laughs> I tried, man. I just I dropped out. He's, he's now like a, a bus driver. Mr. Pib is the kind of soda that would get like an honorary degree and then go become Dr. Pib. You know, just be like flexing for no reason. All his friends. Yeah, mates, all his friends call him Doc. Like, don't call me Doc. And like, no one does. Like, and you're like, what are you, a doctor flavor? No philosophy. <laughs> but anyway, Lucho Acosta also reported to be leaving DC United per Pablo Maurer at The Athletic. Not surprising here. Location unknown, uh, his destination, I should say. He is rumored to still have some offers from Europe, a few offers from Mexico, some from MLS. So we shall see where he goes. Dallas has announced its cuts. Christian Coleman, their young DP, Edwin Giassi. Uh, Moises Hernandez uh, all had their options not exercised in addition midfielder Eric Alexander is out of contract finally Chris Pontius at the LA Galaxy has retired he's oh, the guy from Jackass I you know uh, you could I never watched it so you could be like yeah and I'd be like oh yeah okay yeah, the same guy so no, Chris Pontius you ever seen Jack Sasha Sasha tell me out here I mean I've seen it but I don't know who you're referring to <laughs> That. See the bell. The bell disagrees. <laughs> All right, I'll stop the talking about Jackass. Goddamn, he's a guy who would wear like rip-off suits and then rip them off and then have where we are in a very stimpy thong and would like dance around malls. And uh, like I around. think that's a different guy because because this Chris Bunch has made 259 appearances for DC, Philly, LA Galaxy, and uh, he was signed in the 2009 MLS Super Draft. No, that, it sounds like the same guy, honestly. Okay. Well, I mean, you know. did, did Chris did the other Chris Bunch just have five appearances for the US national team, although they couldn't be less of a joke with it. Yeah, he got hit five times by a bull named the US men's national team. Does that count? Yeah, sure. Okay. All right. All right, with that, it's time for us to take our weekly break, and then we'll come back with USL, England, Champions League, Bundesliga, and much, much more. Welcome back to We Call It Soccer. Obviously, we cannot tell you who's going to win between LAFC and Seattle because that game is happening as we record this. Uh, Same with tomorrow's matches because we haven't found that crystal ball yet, no matter how hard we've looked for it. So let's instead move into a segment that we call Top Lo-Fi Hits. Turn on YouTube, put on the sound-canceling headphones and study the latest on the U.S. lower leagues where the USL Championship had their playoffs. Uh, A bunch of Quick upsets, Sacramento Republic beat Reno 
whatever those numbers are, probably 9-1-1. And uh, Reno gets the, got the first goal, but Sacramento responded three minutes later and got two more in the second half to end this game at 3-1. Seven seed beating the second seed in that game. Phoenix Rising, the best team in the league, needed penalties to get past the Austin Bowl. I believe, Caleb, you watched these, this penalty shootout. I did. Um... um First of all, really shocking for Austin to take Phoenix to a penalty, penalty shutout. Phoenix has been the most potent, potent offense in the USL championship all year. Um, two misses by Austin Bull doomed them. Both those misses taken by former loons. No shit. Uh, Thomas DiBiardi misses his penalty when it was still at the first five. And then Jermaine Taylor misses his in um, like sudden death. To give Phoenix the win. Oof. Damn. Yeah. Was very surprised to hear their names called. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, really? Okay. Oh, they missed. Fuck. Oh, no. But Phoenix on the next round, and hopefully they get their act together because they've been, they were the, the number one seed. They've been the best all year in um, the USL Championship. So, yeah. Especially in the West. And um, other than that, on the other side, um, Tampa Bay Rowdies, we have some podcasts, Twitter, online friends, and the uh, Unused Substitutes podcast, Matt, and formerly Dan, and then uh, Fat Deuce, Fat Seven Deuce, sorry. Um, they, they unfortunately went down. Went down to uh, Louisville, 2-1. Uh, to one. Uh, Also kind of a loon's connection there. Danny Cruz on the coaching staff for Louisville FC. You had a bunch of other quick results, like Indy 11 beating Red Bulls 2, Nashville Go, going top over the battery. Um, you had... Uh, actually Monarchs. The, the Monarchs. Monarchs. Uh, the Real Monarchs. Former Loon Jack Blake on that team. They um, beat uh, Orange County SC. You had uh, also El Paso Locomotive beating Fresno FC. Fresno FC has now announced that they will either be ending operations or going on a hiatus. They were given two years by the USL to find a soccer-specific stadium, which they haven't been able to do thanks to political issues. So their owner announcing that uh, the team will not be around, at least for the foreseeable future, but uh, the statement made it unclear whether it could resume operations in a different location in the future. In the biggest uh, result of, or large margin result, uh, Pittsburgh River Hounds beat Birmingham Legion 7 nothing. I believe... Uh, Jimmy Vardy and Ozzy Perez got hat-tricks in that one, too. That's later, actually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, should also uh, give a quick shout to the USL League One's Ford Madison SC, our friends in Madison, because they just announced that Peter Wilt has moved on to a managing role within USL The League. Uh, and left day-to-day operations in Ford Madison. Uh, maybe I think it was like a few weeks or a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were waiting to announce until their season was over. All the best to Peter Wilt. It gives me a huge amount of confidence in USL to see him moving into a front office role there. Uh, the man, just about everything he touches turns to gold. So good luck to him. He, he gets soccer fans, I think, in a way that nobody else really does. On a happier note, uh, regarding Ford Madison, they re-signed a one-year contract with Leonola Bessie. That's their, right. Their uh, cow mascot. And uh, I think she got everything she asked for, including more bales of hay and uh, head pats and ear scratches. Did you know there's a player, Argentinian player named after her? No. It's really? Weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's odd. He plays for Barcelona, right? Is he any good? Yeah, I think so. Uh, yeah. Oh. Uh, 
Okay. He's no Ballon d'Or winner this year. <laughs> hey, uh, real quick, uh, let's not go into the national team segment, but I just wanted to mention that Vlatko Andanovsky is the new U.S. women's national team coach, uh, former Reign FC coach, uh, has also been at FCKC, former winner of the NWSL title. So all the very best to him. Let's now move into a segment that we call, they call it football. Every football team will be playing football several times and in various combinations. They might have come up with the word, but the English don't call it soccer. In, and in this segment, we talk about football from the United Kingdom. Hey, now let's talk about that Vardy and Iose Perez hat trick where Leicester beat Southampton 9-0. At Southampton. In horizontal rain. In horizontal rain. It was freezing rain. Fre- horizontal freezing rain. Yeah, it was, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad for Southampton. Uh, down 3-0 and, and and with a man sent off by the 20th minute. And Iose Perez and Jimmy Vardy hadn't scored at that point. I was at one Yikes. at that point. Um, but yeah, Iose Perez finished, uh, did his hat trick, um, I think early, late in the, uh, early in the second half. Vardy completes his with a 94th minute penalty. If, and... This is the largest away win for a Premier League team since Manchester United beat Ipswich Town 9-0 at Ipswich. Yikes. Jeez. This is crazy. Southampton's players and staff, uh, game day staff, donating their wages to charity, the wages for this game. Yikes. Now, and- as a Liverpool fan, it's really hard to see all of our future players dead beat so badly. Um, yeah, yeah, I bet. Actually, I hope we don't sign in any of them because they were all bad. bad. Well, uh, <laughs> Southampton is probably going to you know, bounce back pretty quickly with their next two games, which are against Man City. And also Man City. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> two games. Uh, oh, man. Arsenal tied Crystal Palace 2-2. This game marked by two incidents. Number one, an Arsenal goal called back. And then the Granit Xhaka and his interactions with the fan, which were just about as bad as Zlatan Ibrahimovic's, which we didn't mention when we talked about El Trafico. Zlatan going off the pitch in El Trafico, leaving after the game, uh, getting heckled by a fan, and uh, Zlatan grabbing his crotch in response as he walked off. So so classy. You must learn that in Europe. Yeah. So what did Granit Xhaka do? Uh, he decided to encourage the or like engage the crowd as they were booing and telling them to f off. Yeah, captain throws the captain's armband down as he's leaving the pitch as well. Damn, son. Dot JPG. Then he also like rip his jersey off as he then marks into the locker room. Yeah, Oof. not 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 great. Not great, there, Bob. Sasha. Uh, I will say there's something else that was weird about this game is David Luiz scored and now he's up to two goals, which is has him tied. Uh, with Pepe, the other new signing, uh, one of those is an attacking is an attacking midfielder that was the second high scorer in League One. The other is David Luiz. Sideshow <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bob. Anyway, <laughs> rough stuff for Mister Emery. Liverpool beating Tottenham two one. This this, this scoreline, I believe, flattering Tottenham. Yeah, they scored too early. Honestly, I was literally I was sitting down with my coffee, looking over the screen, and then the ball was rolling in the back of the net, and like surely he's offside. He's not outside, fuck. Uh, <laughs> and then just a barrage of shots from the Liverpool players onto, um, I think that's Nita in goal because uh, Lloris is out with his shoulder injury. I really wish he was in because he would have let a few of those in. <laughs> a, little, <laughs> a lot less nervy. Uh, Jordan Henderson equalizes um, about 54 minutes in, 55 minutes in, just after the break. And then Sadio Mane is the smartest goddamn attacking football player in the world. Gets in between Serge Arya and the ball as Arya is trying to boot it into Rosette. 
and then just, just <laughs> stop with the bell. <laughs> it's like that one this time is... we loaded the bell onto the soundboard and it was like the worst thing. Ever. <laughs> just put the bell down. I got put it. it. Put it on the ground. I got it. I got it. Don't worry. I got so that. Don't put it exactly where it was when you, just, <laughs> when you push it over. The bell clearly favors Firmino over Mane. <laughs> and just it, Mane just is laid in between Aurier and the ball, and Aurier ticks Mane down in the box, uh, draws a penalty. Um, he's so smart in attacking situations. Mane, uh, Salah finishes the penalty. Uh, Liverpool finish off the game pretty easily. Uh, I wasn't really worried throughout the game. Like some when I watch Minnesota United, we have like shots on goal in the first half that were that should have been better, or they go over the goal. It's like ah, that it's gonna bite us in the back, bite us in the butt when we can't finish nets in the second half with, with the attacking prowess that Liverpool has there's going to be quality throughout the 90 minutes going towards that goal and I wasn't too worried and then Henderson stored of all people from a ball from Fabinho so our two defensive minded midfielders store is or lint up the store so speaking of quality through the 90 minutes Man City beat Aston Villa 3-0 and then Chelsea beat Burnley 4-2 Frank Lampard coming in good for Chelsea who let me remind you have a transfer ban so they've been forced to play young players uh, Lampard sh- got no amount of, I mean, no amount of skepticism was enough for Lampard uh, the beginning of the season. And he's actually managed to coach a pretty good lineup so far. In this game, Pul- Christian Pulisic, Captain America himself, getting a hat-trick. And not just that, a perfect hat-trick, left foot, right foot, and header. Uh, so, fantastic for him. Uh, Manchester United pulling out the 3-1 win against Norwich. Uh, Marcus Rashford got on the board there, so it's good to see him kind of maintaining form. He played for England. He was looking good, and hopefully he can kind of pull Manchester United back to the top of the table. Hopefully he can't do that at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Marcus Rashford also missed a penalty in this game, so he's he's shit, and you should remember that he's shit. <laughs> he's Calm down. That, that's very unbranded, <laughs> Rashford, I will say. Also, like, everyone's missing penalties. Pogba's missing penalties over there. Unless he has the England shirt on, he shouldn't be storing. That's my thing. Uh, so, Tim Kroll with uh, two saves. Tim Kroll, if we all remember back to the 2014 the World Cup, he was subbed on by the Netherlands coach, Louis van Gaal, to, before the penalty shootout and saved some penalties in that shootout. So he's good at that. Unfortunately, not good enough at saving penalties from or shots from open play. Yeah. Let's now move into a segment we call They Don't Call It Soccer in brackets. Some do, though. Where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world we haven't talked about already. First up, Champions League, which happened last Wednesday. Chelsea beat Ajax 1-0. Ajax had a goal disallowed by VAR in this match. Mishu Batsuai got a game winner, assisted by Captain America. Christian Pulisic, who had a very good week. Uh, you also saw Liverpool beating Genk 4-1. Uh, the amusing thing about this game is that two Liverpool fans managed to miss the match in Genk because they thought it was in similarly named City Ghent. Uh, football club KAA Ghent now invited them to the game against Wolfsburg in uh, the Europa League. Uh, no idea if they went or not. Hopefully they did. Sounds like a good time. Uh, Dortmund lost 2-0 to Inter Milan. Uh, Tottenham getting the 5-0 win against... Servena Zvezda, which began their mixed week. Uh, PSG beat Club Brugge 5-0. Mbappe also uh, got the 100th hat-trick of the group stage for Champions League. And it was pretty tight at this point. Cause like, like, ever. 
right? Yeah. Okay, it's not that. This, this season of Champions League is just bonkers. Off the hook. 300 goals and like 30 goals saved. Was Leicester playing in every game? I mean, oh my God. <laughs> no, but Southampton was. That's the problem. <laughs> um, but it was actually pretty close. I think Lewandowski and somebody else were both like, both had braces that day, and then Mbappe got the hat trick, so. Yeah, yeah, good for him. Bundesliga news. We continue with a weird world in which Borussia Mugladbach, tips top of table, are at the top of the Bundesliga table. I, I feel like the Bundesliga is trolling us this season because like every week it's not Bayern at the top. It's someone else. And third and fourth are Freiburg and Wolfsburg. We've seen Dortmund and Leipzig languishing in fifth and sixth after nine games played. This week, Freiburg beat Leipzig 2-1. Wolfsburg tied SC Augsburg nil nil. Not a great world result there for uh, Wolfsburg. We did see Augsburg pulling some heroics last week as well. Bayern beating Union Berlin four two. Union Berlin having a surprising amount of fight against some of the top teams. Uh, Schalke managed to pull hold Dortmund to a nil nil draw. You saw Magladbach beating Frankfurt four two. Uh, Bayer held Werder Bremen 2-2, and uh, Hertha Berlin, who got a red card, were beaten by Hoffenheim 3-2 uh, in Berlin. Mainz beat Köln 3-1, and Paderborn beat Fortuna Dusseldorf 2-0. Uh, any other soccer happenings you guys would like to mention? I wasn't prepared for this. I'm just They're asking questions at the end of the podcast? Jeez. First question at the beginning, now at the end. I, I can't deal with this. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like completely throw you off. Oh there. man! Uh, um, but I, I guess the answer is no. Dijon mustard to your soccer balls for you. Oh, okay, all yeah, right. yeah, sounds yeah. good. <laughs> well, it's time for us to tell the good people where they can find us on Twitter. I'm at Kalesen seven one six on Twitter. Um, also, come to uh, Blackheart for our second annual end of the year live show. Um, Andy Dreader will be our guest from Pioneer Press. Um, if he doesn't listen to the podcast and did it really offended by what I did to his name earlier. Um, so hopefully. Also, our theme song is done by Tectonics. And there's, it's their song, Lustless. You can check them out on Bandcamp and SoundCloud and Facebook. And they have a special announcement on Halloween. I don't know what it is, but they posted a picture with hopefully, with like an announcement Halloween. So hopefully like new music and not just like in April Fool's and Halloween. I don't know, man. Sasha, where do they, where do they find you? Uh, you can find me at Pickup Lion. That's L-I-O-N. There you go. Not pick up lying. Uh, you can find me at Lockstock Spock on Twitter. You can find this podcast at TWR United Fans and find podcast providers everywhere, which is where you should refer your friends uh, who you're introducing to the show. You're doing that, right? I hope you are. All right. With that, it's time for us to bid you adieu. We'll see you again in another seven days. Goodbye. Goodbye.